The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether this is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between, I appreciate that you are here today so that we can discuss the Buffalo Bills and their domination of the Dallas Cowboys. And not just the Buffalo Bills, though. I want to run down some of the other major things around week 15 of the NFL and how the playoff picture is looking as we get closer and closer to the happiest time of the year, NFL playoff time. So the Buffalo Bills today, complete domination, as I mentioned, of the Dallas Cowboys. Going into that game, the Bills, they've they've dropped six games so far in the season, and they shouldn't have lost six games. They have this thing where they play down to their competition, and they play up to their competition. And the last couple of weeks, the people have been looking at the Bills schedule and they're saying they have a murderer's row coming up. You know, it was it was the Eagles, then the Chiefs, then the Cowboys. And they needed to take two of those three games just to keep themselves in the playoff hunt because of this this hole they put themselves into early on in the season with these six losses. And some of those losses, like the ones against the Broncos and the one on week one against the Jets, and those were unacceptable losses for a team that has playoff and Super Bowl aspirations. The loss against the Patriots as well. This team can't be losing those games, and they did. So they have now a stretch of must-win games to end the season. And if it wasn't for Jake Elliott making a 80-yard field goal in the closing moments of the Eagles game. They could have gone three for three in uh, their Eagles-Chiefs-Cowboys run, but they cleaned up. They beat the Chiefs. Very tight game, but they got it done thanks to Kadarius Toney. Uh, Thank goodness. And then the Cowboys, it wasn't even close. Unlike the Eagles game, where it was super close. Unlike the Chiefs game, where it was super close. The Cowboys game was never close. And that is such a great sign for Buffalo Bills fans and the Buffalo Bills themselves heading into playoffs because the thing about the Bills and, and where the holes are, it comes on the defensive end. It comes in the tons of injuries that they have on the secondary on the in on the defensive side in the secondary they've had so many injuries and that's where you think like okay going to this cowboys game uh they're facing the bills the cowboys they're excellent at Dax excellent at dropping back throwing a long one to cd and completing it getting getting somebody open in the flat and and getting these deep long passes like they've been so good at it these last couple of weeks the cowboys have that like Okay, they go up to Buffalo. You think their offense is going to have a good time moving the ball, but can they stop Buffalo? And that's it's going to be a war of the offenses. But no, the Buffalo defense showed up and they stopped the Cowboys. And now you have to rethink what the Buffalo Bills are because if they have this defense and if they, when their back is up against the wall and they know it's a must-win game, and if Josh Allen limits the mistakes, which is one of the key things here, if Josh Allen's able to limit mistakes, they can beat anybody in this league, maybe except for the 49ers, because I don't know if anybody can beat the 49ers right now. Other key part of this whole thing, James Cook. Who had, if you had James Cook on your fantasy team and you played him, I hope he wasn't on your bench. Like, congratulations, you're into the semifinals of, of your fantasy league because James Cook went off. And having that layer... Josh Allen said it in the postgame presser. He was it was pretty fun. It was a great line where he's like he felt like the kid in the class project who just got to show up and they got a great got a great grade because they won that game on the back of their running game. What have the Bills ever done that? The Bills won with their running game 
and their defense. That is not Buffalo Bills football. Buffalo Bills football is we're going to make a bunch of mistakes, but Josh Allen's going to bail us out with a couple deep bombs, and it's going to go good, and he's going to scramble, he's going to make a nice play, and then our defense is going to have a bunch of holes and allow a whole bunch of points, but we're going to outscore our competition and barely win. That's not the win they had today, and that's why today's win is so impressive. It was a football game that they won that you can see like that is a team that can win those games in the playoffs because the way they've been winning previously hasn't worked to get them to the Super Bowl. But this win against the Cowboys is a real win. Now, on the other side, you say, okay, the Cowboys, they're coming off of their biggest week against the Eagles. This is where they take a step back. They don't really care about this game, but like the Cowboys are in it to win it. They, they still have to fight for home field. They haven't clinched anything yet. They've clinched a playoff spot, but they, they are still fighting for home field. And now they're kind of like sitting back and they, I don't think they're not going to the front runners for the division. They never were. If the Eagles cleaned up the rest of their schedule, they would be the division winners. And tomorrow the Eagles uh, play on Monday night. So we don't know how their week has gone, but the Eagles are 11 and three and the Cowboys are 10 and four going to the last three weeks of the season. Like the the division for them is kind of uh, out of reach. I'd say it's not like super out of reach, but it's a little unlikely. Like I don't think they'll get it. So this game was important for the Cowboys. You want that division when you want to be that second seed behind the 49ers who may never lose again. Um, so there was something to fight for in the Cowboys. Also, just like every NFL team is fighting to win. Like I don't buy the idea that this was kind of like a uh, giveaway game for the Cowboys and that they weren't really up for it. Not every team wants to win and. Dak's got a lot to prove. I'm sure Dak wants that MVP and him and then the entire Cowboys team laying this egg here and their defense not showing up to stop the Bills definitely hurts uh, Dak in that MVP conversation and hurts the Cowboys in their Super Bowl conversation. So great win today by the Buffalo Bills. You love to see them add that extra layer to their offense. It's James Cook, if he, I don't, I don't know where it came from, but if that is now a weapon that the Bills have consistently week in to week out, it's going to be, they're going to be real tough to eliminate. And they have to get to the playoffs first. That's the thing about the hole they dug them in, themselves in, is that they have to get to the playoffs before we even talk about the playoffs games. That That's still a thing they have to do. And they got three games left. They got the Chargers. They got the Patriots. They got the Dolphins. All three of those games. Sorry, yelled a little into the mic. All three of those games. I did it again. All, there we go. All three of those games are winnable. The Chargers just fired Brandon Staley. Easton Stick is their quarterback. The Chargers should not win another game this season. Uh, the Patriots, the Patriots are like, they're talking about firing Bill Belichick in that they already got his successor lined up. And and then, so like, I don't know what the Patriots are thinking. Like, Bailey Zappi shouldn't be beating anybody right now. So that is a definitely a winnable game. Um, and then you have the Dolphins in week 18. And who knows if the Dolphins, like, if they went out on in their own right, they could be easily not fighting for anything in that Week 18, and they could sit Tua. Like, Tua could play a half of football, a quarter of football, or maybe even not the whole game. So that 18 is up in the air. It could also be for the division, depending on how these games go. It could be Miami versus Buffalo, and winner gets the division there. So there's a lot riding on these next couple of weeks for the Bills because of the six losses they put up early on, which were, well, I should say the five losses early on because they got to that Eagles game and that Eagles game was close and they could have definitely won that. So 
the Bills in a little bit of a hole, but they got two of the three games in the murderer's row of the Eagles, Chiefs, and Dallas Cowboys. So it's looking good, and they can easily be 10-6 and six going into the final week of the season against the Dolphins. If the Dolphins drop a couple, they could also be 10-6. and six. They could be 11-5. and five. And then um, the Dolphins hold the tie break, though. I'm 99% sure that, yeah, the Dolphins own the tie break, it looks like. So the Bills would have to need the, need the Dolphins to lose the next two to fight for that division uh, if they're tied there. But an 11-6 and six record for the Bills definitely get them into a playoff spot. 10-6, and six, who knows, because the AFC is really tight here. Looking at the picture, Ravens are the one seed, Dolphins are the two, Chiefs are the three, Jags are the four. That Those are your four division winners right now. And then, in, or sorry, yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I did four. Okay, and then the three wild cards are the Browns, Bengals, Colts. So one of those teams is going to have to drop off, and the Bills are going to have to steal one of those spots to get into the playoffs. Cross-off teams, I'm already out on the Steelers. Like, I think we can jump ahead now to the Steelers conversation that we need to have and move off the Bills. Final thing to say, great win. Great win is looking pretty for the Bills heading into the playoffs. One thing before I get to the Steelers, one thing I always harp on with the NFL and the way football works, it's not about the team who's good during week one through five, week one through 10 even. It's about the teams that are hottest and playing their best and healthiest heading into the playoffs. Those are the dangerous teams. Like you can be good in week five. You can look great for a whole bunch of weeks early on in the season. You can rack up some wins. But if you're not healthy and playing your best football on week 16, 17, and 18, then you're not going to do well in the playoffs. That's how you become a real contender for the Super Bowls when you're playing well going into the playoffs. So the Bills are on that course right now. And speaking of teams that racked up wins early on and their play now late in the season isn't what it was and it really never was that good the Pittsburgh Steelers the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't a football team like this team is so bad and I'm starting to question Mike Tomlin it is sacrilegious to question a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback a or a Pittsburgh Steelers head coach but Mike Tomlin is having one of the worst seasons I've ever seen out of a Steelers head coach because they have been so consistent for decades. Their thing is we have one QB, we have one head coach, we ride them for 20 years, and then we get turnover with the next great one and the next great one. Mike Tomlin, his decision-making these last couple weeks has been an abomination. And I'm talking one particular play that happened this week with the Steelers on Saturday was them choosing to punt the ball when they could easily just go for it or kick a long field goal in a game they were down by multiple scores. It made absolutely no sense. I get you got no faith in your offense. You believe in your defense, but they punted the ball away and then they went, uh, the Colts went all the way down the other side of the field. They drained most of the clock. And I sat there. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't the Mike Tomlin I know. Like, Mike Tomlin's better than this. But that's what he decided to do. And Kenny Pickett, we've seen so far this season, isn't a starting quarterback. They need to rethink that position entirely. And 
On the other side of the ball, the just the mistakes. The, that was the other thing I wanted to touch on. Just the mistakes from the offense and the defense in terms of their their attitude. Deontay Johnson and um, his his partner there, George Pickens, they have some of the worst attitude out of wide receivers ever. Like they are not happy, and it shows in their body language throughout the season. And I'm disappointed because you think that the Colts are a better a better organization than this. You know, these little mistakes are the little mistakes you see out of teams like the Jags. And sorry, sorry, Jags fans, but those are the te- the Jags, the Chargers. Those are the teams that you think are going to make these little mistakes where you're you're punting when you should be kicking a long field goal or going for it on fourth down or a situation where your offensive linemen are constantly going offside or a situation where your wide receivers aren't jumping on fumbles and their their energy every single week in the post game press conferences I don't want to be here and that's where we're getting out of Pickens and Deontay. So I'm just so out on the Pittsburgh Steelers this season and I don't know if upper upper management makes changes with Mike Tomlin, but his time, like depending on these how these last weeks go, it could be a serious conversation with Tomlin and his future in Pittsburgh. And I think that's just something to watch. I think it's very interesting. It's something to watch. And speaking of futures and something to watch, Bill Belichick. Those Bill Belichick rumors um coming out of Pittsburgh are or Pittsburgh coming out of New England are fascinating because they're saying that they made a decision to not renew his contract for next year. And I like I don't know who's leaking those uh those rumors, but I don't know if it's true. Um so the latest report, sorry, I'm just pulling it up here. Um a new report from the NFL Networks, Ian Rappaport pushed back on the notion that Robert Kraft firing Belichick at the end of the season is a done deal. Per Rappaport, Kraft has still not come to a firm conclusion on what's next for what's next for the head coaching situation in New England. So uh, here, here's the actual quote. Sources say not only has owner Robert Kraft not come to a firm conclusion on what will happen next with his head coach situation, but the way New England finishes could go a long way to determining what's next. And I think that's that's always been the case. Like nobody really knows what Robert Kraft is going to do. And I think it's disingenuous for anybody to report Bill's done at the end of the season. Like that's never, that was never the case because I don't know. Robert Kraft doesn't know what he's going to do. You can't make a decision on the greatest head coach of all time in week uh, 15. Like that's not the case. So like I saw those reports and I'm like, we just need to wait and see. We're going to find some clarity here for in the next couple weeks on Belichick, but the decision hasn't been made. It's still up in the air. I want to pull up their schedule here just to see what they got next. And I know we 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 know they got at least the Buffalo Bills, but I don't know who else is on their schedule and what that's going to look like. Bailey Zappi was like, okay today, but Mac Jones isn't a starting quarterback in this league. Um, so the Patriots got the Broncos next week, then the Bills, then the Jets. Two out of three, like they could easily take those, uh, take those games. What did what did Bailey Zappi put up this week? One eighty, one interception, one passing touchdown, four sacks. Like uh, it, nothing was going for the Patriots' offense. And I don't know how you judge a quarterback like Bailey Zappi right now because 
he's not going to take this offense and make it anything better. He's also not the quarterback of the future. They need a full reset in New England. If Bill Belichick's not down for a full rebuild, and because I don't think it's a retool situation, their defense has looked really good at times. If we're being completely fair to the to the Patriots, their defense has looked really good at times, but um, it's not the offense isn't there to sustain this this team. So I don't know if it's a full reset in New England, but some sort of reset must happen. Yeah, those weeks I was just looking at their their um, their schedule going back. The week ten, week twelve, week thirteen, week fourteen. It was decent football from the defensive side of the ball. They allowed ten points, ten points, six points, and then they won against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are an abomination. So there's been some hope. There's some good stuff to build on for next year in the Patriots. I think it's a retool situation. And Bill Belichick's the greatest head coach of all time. I don't, whether or not this is like past him remains to be seen. That's a decision Robert Kraft has to make. Um, but we will see what happens in New England. That's going to be a huge story this offseason. In terms of some of the other teams in the AFC, my prediction right now for the playoff spots I don't know if the Colts are going to sneak in there. I think it's got it's Joe Flacco and the Browns. I don't know how Joe Flacco is doing it, but they had a miracle win against the Chicago Bears today to push their record to 9 and 5 and they look to be in a driver's seat for one of the playoff spots. It is going to be unbelievable to see Joe Flacco in the playoffs if they can make it. And next up, they have the Texans the the Jets and the Bengals. The Texans won. Oh, is that a must-watch game? Is is Browns Texans next week? Is that a Saturday game or a Christmas Day game? It's a Christmas Eve game, one o'clock. The Texans right now are the first team out of the playoffs. The Browns are the first wild card team. If the Texans win, they can leapfrog into the playoffs. The Browns could fall off. They're nine and five. The Browns are. The Texans are eight and six. Holy cow. That's going to be a really, there's a lot on the line in that game. Wow. If the Browns win that, they're going to the playoffs for sure. Um, Because then after that, they got the Jets and they got the Bengals. Who knows about the Bengals if Jake Browning can uh, keep everything together. The, uh, they got a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of weapons, obviously in Cincinnati, but not having Joe Burrow is going to hurt them forever um, for the rest of the season. So I don't know if Jake Browning is for real. I don't think he are. I don't think he is. Let me see their remaining schedule here so we can take a look at what they have coming up. See if they can keep this together. Bengals schedule is the Steelers. Chalk it up as a win. And then the Chiefs. And then, as mentioned, the Browns versus the Bengals on the last week of the season, which could be a very big game. So Saturday, huge game against the Steelers there. Um, Jake Browning, I don't, I'm not definitely not sold on him. The uh Browns won that game this weekend against the Vikings through like no fault of their own. The Vikings are not good. I'm not a believer in the Vikings. I'm just trying to see here. What am I looking at? There we go. Uh, yeah, that uh, that OT game that happened over the weekend. The like Nick Mullins 
I get he threw for 300 yards, but eh, not not feeling what the Vikings got left this year. Uh, moving over to the oh, and other crossoff teams in the AFC, like the AFC, it's the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jags, Browns, Bengals, Colts. Those are the playoff teams: Texans, Bills, Steelers, Broncos. To, in my eyes, it's the Texans and Bills are the only two teams that can fight for one of the remaining playoff spots. So we have those seven teams I just listed. The Texans and Bills are out of the playoffs. I think the Bills sneak in. The Colts drop off. I think the Texans, whoever wins Texans-Browns next week, I think is the team that gets that other wildcard spot. Oh, maybe the Bengals drop off. That's a That's a hard one. That is really hard. I don't have a... I'm going to wait till week 16 plays out. I'm not going to make any predictions because I know they're not going to be right. All I know is the Bills and Texans are the only teams left that have a shot at the playoffs in the AFC that current aren'tly that aren't currently in a playoff spot. Moving over to the NFC. We talked a little about the Cowboys off the top of that Bills game. The Lions this week took care of business against the Denver Broncos. Uh solid win there. Uh it was funny to see um uh Sean Payton gets so mad at Russell Wilson um, that I never root for those two. I don't like either of those. Well, I shouldn't say I don't like them. Uh, not a fan of Russell. I'm, I'm not confident that Russell Wilson's game is there anymore. And Sean Payton just seems a little pompous for my liking. <laughs> I don't know why I'm taking side swipes at the Denver Broncos, but there it is. I put it on wax. All right. Um, back to what I was talking about. The NFC playoff picture. The 49ers, Super Bowl favorites in my book. I don't think I'm putting it. That's one prediction I'm making right now. I'm stamping that right now on the pod. Jesse Blake Sports Report predicts right now, currently, the San Francisco 49ers will win the Super Bowl. I don't care who are they, whoever they are up against out of the AFC. I'm taking them every week of the playoffs until they are eliminated, if they are, until they win the Super Bowl, I am going to put money down on the 49ers winning every single game. That is my bet. Put it down right now. Put money on it. 49ers Super Bowl. Next up, the Eagles, who play on Monday night, as I mentioned earlier, going up against the Seahawks. Jalen Hurts is questionable. Surprisingly questionable going into Monday night. Jalen Hurts, he has an illness. Uh, he's got a sickness. He flew to Seattle outside of the team. Uh, he's he's sick. So we'll see how he feels because, yeah, he over Saturday into sleeping Saturday and then heading waking up on Sunday, he got worse with his illness. So we'll see what happens Monday. If he can't go, Marcus Mariota steps in. But the Eagles don't have a lot to play for at this moment. Like, they need to get healthy for the playoffs. They're probably going to be that number two seed regardless of what happens because I think they can hold off the Cowboys with Mariota if Hurts has to miss a couple weeks. Um, I think they'll be fine in that two seed. And then, like I mentioned, the Lions are the three seed. The Bucks are the four seed in the worst division to ever happen in the history of time, the NFC South. Um, yeah, it's it's not looking... It's not a pretty conference like the the NFC is so weak uh from like the entire bottom. I'm ruling out the Bears. Oh, the teams that have a shot in the for the playoffs so in the playoffs right now, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Lions, the Bucks, 
the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Rams. Those are the playoff teams right now. Outside of the playoffs, we have the Saints, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Packers, the Giants, the Bears. Cross off the Bears. They're not making the playoffs. One thing I thought was very interesting was the Packers and their play over the last two weeks because it looked like the Packers and Jordan Love were primed to do something. It looked like they were getting ready for a little push here at the end of the season to make a run for one of those playoff spots. And they have just fumbled the bag completely, uh, getting absolutely manhandled by the Bucks this past weekend. And then the weekend before when they could not beat the Giants. Like I thought, like coming off of that Chiefs win that the that the Packers had, everybody was so high on the on the Packers. They went Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, three in a row, three wins in a row, and then Jordan Love and the Packers have gone lost to the Giants, lost to the Bucks. The Bucks look good. The Bucks are a good team. I believe in Baker Mayfield. Weirdly, I believe in Mike Evans. Like their defense is solid. I have nothing wrong with the Bucks. The Bucks are a legit playoff team. I'm picking them to win the NFC South because the Saints are so shaky. I have no idea if the the Saints can hold it together. The Vikings, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a fan of the Vikings because of how decimated they are. Their offense had like, okay, so the Vikings whole thing, let's talk about the Vikings for a moment here because I've I've watched a lot of Vikings football weirdly this season because I have a lot of their players across my fantasy football teams. Um, Ty Chandler, wonderful for me this weekend. Jordan Addison on my bench, had a great week. Didn't play him. Regret that completely. I have Justin Jefferson in another league. Uh, JJ returned this weekend. Solid output, but like Addison was the star of the the lineup. Addison Chandler uh, this past weekend. But the Vikings, their whole thing on defense is blitz, 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 blitz. And they are very successful against teams that do not have a good quarterback. They can just blitz the hell out of them. The quarterback panics. They get into pressure. They make mistakes. It works. It works, it works, it works, except it doesn't work against good teams. If you have a good quarterback that can handle the blitz, the Vikings defense can't do anything. And on the offensive side of the ball, who the hell is their quarterback going to be? You know, like, what are they going to ride with for the rest of the season? Josh Dobbs was their third QB going into this game, and Nick Mullins is the new starter. Not having Kirk Cousins is so it hurts them so much because there's like little pieces there with the Vikings, but they're not that solid. Like I mentioned about their defense, they can beat up on bad teams, but their offense is so stagnant and they have all the, the weapons at wide receiver and uh, Alexander Madison at running back has not had a good season. So him being out is actually helpful because Ty Chandler looks more explosive than Alexander Madison ever was all year. So that's been good, but Nick Mullins at quarterback, a defense that can't handle a good team, eh, the Vikings are a little bit of frauds to me. So in that saying that, the Seahawks have blown a massive opportunity this year to sneak into a playoff spot because they could have easily been just like a decent team and snuck into that spot. I think the Saints might grab a spot from the Vikings, depending on how it goes. I'm not sure. Like the Saints... I think I want to take a look at their schedule here and see what they got coming up because I think the Saints have enough in them to do this. Oh, it's the Bucks. They have the Rams next week, then the Bucks, then the Falcons. The Saints have a little bit of a tough schedule. That Rams team is going to be tough. I think the Rams are a playoff team. 
I think Sean McVay is not going to go down without a fight. I think this, the Rams, they might have a loss on their schedule because of the 49ers, but they're playing the 49ers in the final week of the season. So that might game might not count for anything against the 49ers. So I can see the 49ers not playing anyone. Rams, Saints, Rams, Giants, Rams, 49ers. I think the Rams are a playoff team. They're going to get one of those seven spots. The Bucks got it. So that leaves one spot, the Vikings spot, for one of the Saints, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers. I think it might be the Saints at 7-7 seven and because seven, the Packers fumbled it too much. Those are my seven AFC, NFC teams. Unlike the AFC, I think I can predict the playoffs in the NFC. 49ers, Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, Saints. I think that's what we got. I'm crossing off the Vikings. I don't think they make it. Seahawks, I think they lose tomorrow to the Philadelphia Eagles, putting them at 6-8, and eight, making it a tough road back to the playoffs. Falcons already 6-8. and eight. I'm crossing off the 6-8 and eight teams. Giants, uh-uh. Tommy DeVito's magic is going to run out. Um, don't believe in the Giants at 5-9. and nine, And the Bears, who are still technically in a playoff race, don't think they get it done either. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about for the NFC. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about week 15 of the NFL. I think I covered a lot there. Covered a lot of football. I'm going to do one more of these check-ins. I think on week, definitely the last week of the season, maybe going into the last week of the season. So maybe I'll do it week 17. I'll come back with one of these or we'll see. We'll see how it goes depending on the news of the week uh, that week. Um, That's it for me today. Thank you for being here. Could have been anywhere in the world which shows me listening or watching this podcast right now. And I appreciate you for that. I will see you. I'm trying. I'm just trying to. I'm delaying. I did this at the end of the last podcast where I'm delaying because I think I have news to talk about, but I don't really have anything more to say. So that's it. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.